fascinating insight into the way we view property prices from our new One Roof survey this morning. Turns out we think foreign buyers are to blame for rising prices. Uh, we think prices in Auckland and Wellington are too high. 40% argue the government needs to step in and forcibly bring them down. 52% think foreign buyers are responsible, even though there's been a ban since late 2018. The independent economist Tony Alexander back with us. Tony, morning to you. Yeah, good morning, Mike. So that's perception versus reality. We just didn't like the foreigners, still don't like them, even though they're not really here. Yeah, I think it illustrates one key aspect of the surge in house prices most recently and over the longer term. People struggle to understand exactly why prices have gone up. And I find generally in life when people don't understand things, you look around and, oh, let's blame the foreigners for it, you know, wherever you are and whatever the issue is. So, yeah. Some still blame investors, and I think that's probably fair, isn't it? Yeah, I'd say so. I mean, what's happened in the past three decades is governments of both flavours have allowed our houses to become part of our investment portfolios for retirement, or or at least not necessarily our house, uh, the neighbour's house or other other houses in the neighbourhood. So, yeah, it's the investment phase that's the main culprit here. See, one of the interesting things about the government being, I mean, do you have any idea if the government would intervene and forcibly bring down prices? That's delusional as well, isn't it? Yeah, well, that, that's fairly ridiculous to think that they're going to do that. And I spoke with somebody about this the other day saying, well, yeah, that you could try a system of taxation, uh, uh, you know, it's hard to go and get you re-elected, et cetera, mm. or try and force the Reserve Bank to do it. But you'd have to strip away the Reserve Bank's independence. And uh, that's going to have some fairly uh, bad consequences eventually for inflation, et cetera. So not realistic to expect government will deliberately try and push policies down. And once again, theory versus reality. So the, a couple of weeks ago, we, we get the announcement from Labor and National that they've done this housing accord. Three Three houses, three storeys on a single piece of land with no resource consent. All of a sudden in select committee, the changes are coming. So no matter what you want to do in theory, in reality, someone somewhere has got a counter argument to it, don't they? Well, exactly. I mean, uh, higher supply will be of assistance, but lack of supply is not the primary cause why house prices have risen. That's why this, in a way, is bad policy. It's it's been hurriedly introduced at a time when already population growth is slowing and supply is growing quite quickly. And, you know, I can't help but think, uh, would I come back to New Zealand to live in a little townhouse in the middle of Auckland when, you know, my wage is going to be half of what I was getting overseas, etc.? Not quite so certain about that. People still borrow, doesn't they? Which is another th- weird thing about the survey. So you ask people, you know, are prices too high? And we all go, oh, yes, they are. But many of us borrowed against the increased value of our property to fund our lifestyle, and we didn't seem to complain about that. Well, yeah, we do spend on the basis of our higher wealth. You know, even if you're, you're never actually going to have or get an investment property, you see your valuation go up, you go, oh, I'm wealthy, let's have another spa or something like that. Yeah. And that's explicitly the effect the Reserve Bank was looking for with slashing interest rates last year to make us feel wealthy, higher asset prices, and that helps the economy for a while. How much do you worry about these increases? I mean, we got another one the other day. We're going to get three, four, five next year. How much pain is that going to inflict in people's pockets and the economy in general? Well, a lot of the increases in or monetary policy tightening, it's already in there with the uh, fixed interest rates up about 1.4 to 2% um, so far. It's mainly going to be the one year and the floating rates rising over the coming year. And it's definitely going to cause some pain. I mean, that's explicitly why the Reserve Bank does it. But they don't do it to force house prices down necessarily. They're looking to get us to pull back on spending on going to restaurants, travelling around the country, buying couches and cars. So that's why the housing market is a red hearing when it comes to monetary policy. That's going to be a key focus for myself and my commentary for the coming year. One bank is going to about, I think from memory, 2.5% growth for the whole year next year. I see some bloke over the weekend, a property investor says, could be a fall of 20%. Where do you sit for 2022? 
Yeah, not at the 20%. I mean, we've seen this repeatedly every time something, you know, comes along. Oh, now the, the, the sky's going to fall. Um, no, there's underlying demand still for New Zealand property. The construction costs are rising. The labour market is very, very tight. I'd be more towards the they could rise 2.5% sort of area than the other end of the spectrum. Always a pleasure, mate. Tony Alexander, independent economist with us this morning.